KCSS has two big shows coming up for the Turlock community. The first is our very first Cypher Factory hip hop show, a show celebrating local hip hop artists who have been part of KCSS's recent Cyphers. Join us on Friday, April 19th at the Barber Club, 132 South Center Street, Turlock, from 6 to 11 p.m. The other being our ninth annual bandstand on Saturday, May 11th, from 5 to 10 p.m. at the Grizzly Rock Cafe. Come rock out with Killer Whale, Bedheads, June Days, Weddies Hydra, and Work Cap Kid. Can't wait to see you all there, and don't forget to bring a friend. KCSS, celebrating 45 years of being the Valley's true alternative radio station. This is Watchers of the Throne, a Game of Thrones reaction show. Broadcasting to you live from the campus of California State University, Stanislaus. You're listening to 91.9 KCSS Turlock, the Valley's True Alternative, and the Voice of California State University, Stanislaus. You are listening to a new limited series program that we're doing here on KCSS called Watchers of the Throne. It is a program where we're going to be covering Game of Thrones final season, eighth and final season, uh, week to week. Season eight starts next week. So tonight is what I've been calling episode zero. Uh, it's just something that we're doing to introduce ourselves and uh, talk a little bit about Season 7, what we look forward to in Season 8, and some of our final thoughts going into uh, the last season. So with me, this is David from Friday Night Deathslot, which you can listen to every Friday night from 8 to 11 p.m. Joining me is also Romeo. Romeo? Hey, how are you? Romeo is also from the Friday Night Deathslot, and also joining us is Chris. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being here, man. It's been great, you know, having Chris back on the air. First time you've been on the air. In, oh, on uh, the air? Probably probably in like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, he it's gets been a while. It's been a while. Oh, that's true. I, so, I've been on the desk slot like once or twice. Once or twice, yeah. 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 Uh, which was a few it's years ago. It's been a while, though. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. But here you are. <laughs> here you are joining us. And uh, the reason why we decided to do this show uh, on Sunday nights is so that we can have people like Chris on the air with us uh, talking Game of Thrones. And uh, another reason why is... I mean, there's no shows in the valley that talk about Game of Thrones now, as far as I know. So why not? Why not us? Why not? Why not us being the the, the, the what I'm going to claim as the first and only show right. in the Central Valley? Yeah. Yeah, our, our watch begins. So our watch, yes, so our say. watch begins. <laughs> so uh, hashtag th- spoilers are coming. Yes. So thanks for everyone who's tuning in right now. If you want to uh, follow us on Facebook, you can facebook.com forward slash kcss thrones uh we do not have anything else set up yet but we kind of plan on it we need to talk about it uh with uh, the instagram and the twitter 
Uh, and that way we can try to make the show a little more interactive with the fans. And yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it there. So, uh, let's see. Talk about the show a little bit here. Uh, how, how the show is going to work. Like I said today, we're going to talk about season seven and, and, uh, what we're going to look forward to in season eight. Uh, we're also going to have, um, some other things, uh, like maybe we'll come up and brainstorm some other little games in the show. But like, uh, we were talking about before the, before we went on the air about the MVP, uh, where each episode we award someone the, the most valuable player mm-hmm. of the Game of Thrones, uh, of the episode. So that's just one of the many things that we're trying to brainstorm and, and put together. And the MVP will change according to what happens in that episode. Yeah, yeah, very much so, very much so. So uh, before, uh, well, actually, let's go ahead and continue this introduction portion of the show. Uh, Romeo, when did you start watching Game of Thrones and uh, why do you love it? Um, started, <laughs> I think, right before the fourth um, season premiere. I binged it. Um, the first three episodes. Um, three episodes, I mean three seasons, like in a week's time, which of course didn't have the great impact of a lot of stuff like Ned Stark's um, beheading, the Red Wedding, also kind of spoiled um, by because Comic Con spoiled it for me. Mm-hmm. But um, the show was just probably the most um, terrible thing where they can actually say um, on the air, I guess. Um, oh, insane, oh. crazy. Oh. <laughs> because in terms of. Um, p- plot sort of like trope breaking i guess it would be another word to describe it because and that goes down to george r martin who always takes the place with with the conventions of the hero's journey and kind of messes with you and leads you down to an interesting um journey for these characters because if you would have told me that ned stark was gonna die in the ninth episode of the series because he's our hero same thing happened in the red wedding with um catelyn stark and rob stark these are our heroes and they died. It always keeps you guessing. Either you're you're delighted by it or you're frustrated by it. Either way, it's just great television. And I don't think we're probably ever get another TV show like this. Fair to say, because uh, I've never seen a show have such a budget the way this show does. You know, yeah. like those don't look like TV dragons. They look oh, like movie no. dragons. Oh, no. oh, of course <laughs> you know? not. There's a fine line between TV and movie dragons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we passed it. Yes. I, yes, I, I remember because Angel had a dragon. I'm like, like, yep, that's TV. Uh, Chris, why did you? When did you start watching the show, and uh, why do you love it? So I was a uh, latecomer to Game of Thrones. Uh, so. For years and years and years, I said, no, I'm not going to watch that show. <laughs> like, no way. I'm not going to watch it. And like you, Romeo, I uh, had been spoiled along the way. And I'm assuming this is a spoiler-safe zone. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. We can talk about things. Absolutely. Okay, great. Because yeah. uh, if they haven't, if they haven't like, heard anything, it's too late for them now. Well, Spoilers are coming. <laughs> kind of like what you said. Yeah. It, I knew about the Red Wedding. I knew about Ned Stark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew about all those characters dying. And it, I thought, there's no reason I need to watch this show. The world just ruins it for me. Mm-hmm. You'd be at work and people would be around the water cooler and they'd be like, oh my God, did you watch Game of Thrones? Ha ha ha, I didn't see it yet. Don't talk about it to me. And I was like, this is the <laughs> stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like people actually running away <laughs> because people are having a conversation. So it took me forever. And I uh, I didn't see it until probably the last two years. Annie uh, saw it. So my wife, Annie, saw it because she finally wanted to be part of that water cooler talk. <laughs> no, that's how the conversation went. She sure. was like, all my coworkers are talking about Game of Thrones and I have nothing to talk about. So I'm just going to go watch Game of Thrones so I can talk about Game of Thrones. And then she watched it. And I remember having friends over. We'd be like in my spare room and she'd just be on the couch jumping up and down and screaming her head off. And I'd be like, what's going on? What's wrong? And she'd be like, dragons, dragons, <laughs> they're the dragons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and 
As one does. And so eventually I was like, all right, fine. I don't want to like make you start over, but like when you finish, I'll, I'll rewatch it with you. And she's like, okay, deal. So we had the deal. She had never seen Breaking Bad and I had never seen Game of Thrones. Mm, so, okay. uh, the deal was I'd watch Game of Thrones if she watched Breaking Bad. And I've seen every episode of Game of Thrones now. Loved it. Loved the show. I, I don't know if we'll get into like favorite like seasons or not, but. Oh yeah, uh, we'll get into oh, yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'll hold that. But, uh, Annie still has not held up her hand of the bargain. She's only about, uh, four seasons into. No, three seasons into Breaking Bad. Oh, so really? Okay. I got to get her back on that train. Um, shame. 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 We, need shame. we need a shame in all the show. We need a little, a little sound cue. I'll work on it. Shame. <laughs> David, what uh, about you? Like you guys, I didn't start from the beginning. Uh, I came in, boy, I want to say season three. Like you guys, I heard about the show. Uh, but I didn't know, I, but actually I didn't know anything. Nothing was spoiled for me. I asked, um, some, some friends of mine, um, uh, about it, uh, and I asked them, so is this, is this show, I'm hearing good things, is this show worth my time? And they're saying like, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good show, but you know, it's, it's pretty nerdy, you know, it's very Dungeons and Dragonsy, you know, or, you know, you know what I mean? Like the I, whole I, chaos. I good know what you mean, but like, yeah, I feel yeah. like it's actually not. Well, like, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, no, right. No, no. no, it's not, it's not. Uh, uh, unless you're really bad at Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Bro, I've played Dungeons and Dragons. My Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> games are nowhere near this cool. <laughs> so, so yeah, they just warned me. They said like this shows this show can be pretty nerdy, okay? But you know, I thought, oh, you know, I'll watch it. I was living with some friends at the time, and I had I had access to HBO, so I thought, well, it's here. I got nothing to do. It's free. It's free. <laughs> what else right? am I gonna do? What else am I gonna do? Might as well watch it. <laughs> watch the first episode, and I just was so enamored by it because of just the scope of it even even though you can tell it was a, it was very pilot type you know like the costumes weren't that great the wigs weren't that great mm-hmm. but it, still what you you see what they were trying to do and i really appreciate it like there were so many interesting characters and sean bean which were you know, of course the infamous sean bean uh, from seeing him in film like mm-hmm. lord of the rings mm-hmm. and 007 uh dying and everything of course well, that, <laughs> like his, his, his casting's a spoiler like on its own like right? sean bean is the main character oh he's not gonna live right and i and even <laughs> even for sean bean i still thought like this guy's a big enough actor where i thought yeah. no way he's sticking around on this show but how is he going to leave this it's show like, <laughs> it's like drew barrymore it's like Drew Barrymore in Scream. Yeah, You're like, yeah. oh, Drew Barrymore. Okay, great. Oh, oh, she's dead. Yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yes. So after that first episode, which I really enjoyed, I actually ended up watching it again before I watched more episodes. Uh, started watching more episodes, and I just plowed through that first season. So you were uh, you were taken by the first episode? Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh. For, for me, it was a very different experience. Like I still hated it <laughs> after the first episode. Um, it wasn't until I think I realized that the show was more about the villains. Mm-hmm. And like at least the first uh-huh. season uh-huh. was once you let go and understood that the heroes are kind of idiots and the villains are really fun to watch yeah. is when I started having a lot of fun. I can't remember the exact turning point, but it's like four or five episodes in. I don't know what's going on, but I think Sansa gets to like King's Landing or they all yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah. yeah. And Cersei's just so much fun to watch. Oh, but, she's great. Yeah. And yeah, I, I just I just love that first episode. I mean, the first episode and I love that first season. And then I I started watching uh, the second season pretty much immediately. Uh, I even got the book. I was like, I got to read this book. The first episode takes up about I don't know 100 pages of the of, of, of the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like a 400 page book, and you're yeah. like, wait, the first episode. I'm still in the first episode. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but but I loved it. I loved the book. I, I thought. 
the way the way the writing was and the way it was building the characters was, was really really fascinating because uh, you get to hear their thoughts more, uh, whereas you don't really get that experience mm-hmm. in, in the television oh, show. Yeah. Uh, but the political intrigue is what really sold me on the yes. show because it was all about character building and and political intrigue, and uh, it just wasn't what I expected, and mm-hmm. and it just I just loved it, and it was more of that as season two, even though they started introducing a little bit of the whole mystical side of things with the red priestess, um, but and even then, like when she had her demon baby, mm-hmm. <laughs> shadow baby or whatever, demon um, shadow baby, demon shadow assassin with Stannis's face, which I, I still claim it. Where where did they see that? I don't see that. Stannis's that was face. definitely TV budget though. <laughs> right, that, that was, was TV that budget. Movie budget. That was TV that was budget. TV budget. <laughs> when that happened, I was like, "Okay, that was kind of weird." But I kept watching, and and I still I still ended up really enjoying it. I read I've read all the books. I've watched all the seasons because every time uh, a new friend wanted, or not new friend, but a friend wanted to watch the show for the mm-hmm. first time, I parked my butt with them, and we would watch six, seven, eight in a row. Like, just make a day of it, you know. So yeah. I've seen the first season several times. I've seen, I mean, I've seen all all the seasons at least two times through. Uh, the first four specifically, at least three or four times through. Yeah, uh, yeah it's just mm-hmm. it's just that good, and I, yeah, that ha- that is just uh, my experience uh, with the show here. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's interesting that you guys say that that. Uh, um, you know, you you are like what I assume is millions of people who didn't start from the beginning with this show. This is one of the rare shows where viewership grows exponentially season by season. Last season alone, over 10 million people mm-hmm. were watching this show a week. I, I I can only imagine what maybe 11, 12 million per week when this new season. Mm-hmm. You know, the the growth in popularity is outstanding even in this two year break. So well, yeah, because because if you look at like the first episode, like I. I want to agree with Chris here because you have a hard time kind of sensing who these characters are. And in fact, they had to reshot the pilot twice just because they had those things as the number one feedback that the creators would get was interesting story plots, but who are these people? There were too many of them. They got note, a note saying that, uh, People didn't even realize that Cersei and Jamie were even brother and yeah, sister. Yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. Exactly. Oh, yeah. no. I can't even imagine. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. were, yeah, there were a lot of notes from HBO where they're kind of like, we're kind of rethinking probably their investment on the show. If you're a fan of great dialogue and, and again, right, political intrigue, like this is your gateway. And like, I would liken it to like a medieval West Wing. It's basically what it is. It's just, all these characters walking down hallways and meeting in rooms and talking about how they're going to screw the other one over. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of walking and talking. Yes, yes, yes. I think, I think, and like, that's not to turn people off. Like that's just kind of <laughs> no, the way no. it is. <laughs> but, but if you're a fan of like classic storytelling, it does harken back to like the early early cinema where you didn't have those fancy but you can cut from one scene to have multiple sets. It's it's a season that demands your attention. You can't like be on your phone or doing like chores while it's on the background. You have to pay attention. And mm-hmm. that's what I appreciate about these first couple seasons of Game of Thrones. And I think that's um what probably kept people away for a while. But then as they got as they allowed themselves to immerse themselves, which is a feat to immerse yourself in a tv show in this day and age that they realize oh this is a great story 
and and little by little you get fans i've noticed that aren't your typical game of thrones fans you have people who there's like a vice section of any tv show like you have people who watch the real housewives of new york also watching this show which mm-hmm. is the feat for hbo and um george R. R. martin and these creators because i can't think of another genre show where people can watch say your typical ncis and also watch this show somehow this show somehow crossed all type of barriers well just just walk into target and like, look at the women's t-shirts, and you've uh-huh. got like the rose all day t-shirt next to the dr- I drink wine and I know things yes. t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got that. That says yeah. something about a show's like. Obviously, you know, it's the it's the biggest media uh, property on TV right now, mm-hmm. uh, and it will be, I think, moving forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and you also have. I remember, like, when there's a saying: if you if they make fun of you on SNL, you make it big. And they did sketches of Game of Thrones without any of the co-stars ever appearing in the sketches. And it was funny, and people got it. I'm like, oh, this is big. I should be paying Well, did you guys watch last night? I, I, of course I did. I haven't seen it yet. I only it, watched the open monologue. It's great. It's good? It's, yes. Okay, I know what I'm doing when I get home. I, I'm, yes. I'm also a sucker. I have subscribed to like every streaming service that exists now. <laughs> yeah. Because you have to. I wanted to watch The Twilight Zone. I wanted to watch... Yeah. Uh, Buffy was on Hulu, and I wanted to do like a Buffy rewatch. So I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll get Hulu. <laughs> like It's cheaper than getting the DVDs. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, it is. <laughs> I, I would also down, recommend the episode where um, Peter Dinklage also co- um, hosted the show. Okay. Oh, of Saturday Night Live? Yes, Definitely. because... He did a he did a sketch with Leslie Jones with the celebrity edition of Naked and Afraid. It's on my it's on my backlog. I uh... when you hit those big um, cultural milestones, you're regular interviewed on like morning talk shows and then like SNL and those are big things were like okay you can't ignore this phenomenon but I did well, yeah. for like eight how when did it come out I believe in 2011 I believe no. but we I could be wrong we weren't in college when it was out yeah, I we, don't, yeah we were well, maybe we were, you we were. were in college I think maybe we you were. were me and Chris graduated at the same time yeah we were I graduated a year after you guys so yeah well you know <laughs> <laughs> that's not the same time Romeo <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> I took math <laughs> wow <laughs> wow. Uh, premiered in 2011, April 17, 2011. Okay, so we were so. we were in the process of graduating. Yes. yes. Okay, yes. great. So I, I ignored the show for a solid seven we years. Were, we were knee-deep in making Bandstand happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. uh, too busy for uh, this silly dragon and zombie show. I guarantee you, though, I, now that I know it was 2011, I'm thinking back to like the HBO boardroom. Like, we need a show to compete with The Walking Dead. What what do we have the rights to that has zombies? Oh, I got this show called Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These two nerds are waiting outside and present about this show called Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, they, re- they read this book and said they liked it and wanted yeah. to be a show. Benioff and Weiss? Yeah, I don't Benioff know. and Weiss. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Who are these guys? <laughs> these guys? <laughs> oh, man. No, oh. I, uh, I actively think, though, part of my dislike was I watched the first episode and had nothing to do with anything I thought about what the show was supposed to be. You know, at that point, I'd heard dragons. I'd heard political intrigue. I'd heard, like, incest and, like, yeah. betrayal and all these other things. Yeah. And I'm like, the first 15 minutes of this show is two guys cha- running from something you can't see exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah true true and i'm just like oh my god and those fantasy aspects i like that the show is so light on them i like that it's not like until way later yeah really into the mystical aspect of it
it. Yeah, and I think that's probably why it was able to have that crossover appeal that it has mm-hmm. now. Because um, when you start watching it, yeah, the lack of fantasy is 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 there, and there's there's so many dislikable characters, like mm-hmm. like likable dislikable characters, right? Like, like Joffrey, yes. And, yes. <laughs> you yes. know, and and so you're able to uh, sink your teeth in these characters that because you you want to see what happens to them, mm-hmm. you got to think no one this terrible wins. And Joffrey does so they much winning before he leaves his hand. Yeah. So much winning. I'm winning so hard right now. Yeah. 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 He always gets what he wants until the well, very end well, I when gotta, he does I, it. I, well, if we're talking about ultimate villain here, you're going to give it up for Baelish. Because Baelish was the one that really started this whole... Oh, his whole... Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, he's, he teamed up with Liza Aaron to, to poison her husband, which set off the whole game of Thrones. Geez, spoilers, Romeo. So speaking of which, um, <laughs> so, that, that was a pretty iconic moment. So yeah. let's go around and talk about our the most like like your favorite iconic moment that oh. happened on the show oh boy yeah you go first yeah. wants to go first okay i'll go first so i have i have two and both are from season four mm-hmm. aka the best season the best season the, the best season uh-huh. uh just spoilers there in case yeah. you were wondering what my favorite season is but uh the two moments that stand out to me are somewhat related so i'll just do them in chronological order yeah. mm-hmm. uh for those who watch the show they're familiar with the storyline of Tyrion and shay uh oh. shay is a uh lady of the night uh, uh, so to say, who uh, meets Tyrion on a battleground and uh-huh. Tyrion fully believes that he is going to die in battle the next day. Uh-huh. So he gets promptly drunk and expresses all of his deepest, darkest wants and desires, not from like a lady of the night perspective, uh-huh. but from a like, here are the things I just never got to do in life perspective. And when he like tells her that everyone said because he's a midget, he'll never amount to anything and a dwarf, uh, they always tricked him by hiring prostitutes to like love him, but then they would just show that they were actually in it for the money and not for the love that, you know, he just felt like he could amount to nothing and made it his mission in life to completely show his family different. And she seems to just, you know, fall in love with him right then and there, only for two seasons later for us to find that she uh, has, what does she do? I mean, in court, she like, he's he's in court, he's standing trial, and she just lies straight up on the court about yeah. what he did, what he didn't do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then uh, I don't remember, I don't remember if it's the same episode or the next episode. No, two episodes, because there's the, the trial and then it's the finale, the children. Okay, so. Where I think where you're going with that. So big moment. So this is the moment for me (laughs) is when uh, he finds Shay sleeping with his father because he is the one who can now offer her power and Tyrion can offer her nothing. Nothing. And then Tyrion promptly kills both Shay and And Tywin. Tywin Tywin (laughs) on the privy. (laughs) On, on, he's on the loo. <laughs> That's moment number one for me. Uh, yeah. do, I, do, do I want to go with the second, or should we? Do you, do you want to go? They're, right they're, back they're into somewhat it? related. Yeah. So Tyrion's gonna die like yeah. now because like he's definitely like uh-huh. been caught killing people, like which is not great, <laughs> not a good look. Uh, anyone also familiar with that season knows who Oberyn Martell is. Yes. Uh, so actor is uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Yes. Uh, yep, Pedro Pascal's great. Pedro Pascal decides he's going to be the champion for Tyrion uh, and fight for him in, mm-hmm. in, in, in a round of battle to the death where whoever wins the battle is kind of like just uh, free of all of all uh, claims. So uh, Cersei has picked the mountain uh, who is a just giant, like literal giant almost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Oberyn decides to go fight him. Oberyn's uh, intentions are to actually kill the giant mm-hmm. uh, or kill the mountain because he had uh, raped and murdered his sister mm-hmm. and when Tyrion gets the upper hand he cannot help but like yell at him, you raped her, you murdered her yeah, and then yeah. he points right there that confession? Uh, points yes. right at yeah. Tywin when he's distracted, gets sideswiped by the mountain, pinned to the ground and his mm-hmm. eyes are thoroughly gouged out. Uh, mm-hmm. No, no, his head pops. 
Yeah, but his, <laughs> yeah, his, his, eyes, his, eyes, yes, his eyes were getting gouged, and yes, his head ended yeah. up getting popped. Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> I, re- worse. I remember worse. just watching that, being like, "Oh my god!" And now, of course, the big Super Bowl commercial with Bud Light was yeah. like, <laughs> you know, "Oh yeah, yeah, the same, the same thing." So, for those who haven't seen it, if you've seen the Bud Light commercial, that's the same thing. That's from mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Uh, when uh, I first heard Pedro Pascal talk outside of Game of Thrones, right? Boy, was I disappointed! Oh, right? <laughs> so disappointed! <laughs> you're like, I was like, "What's going on?" Like, "Oh, you're not suave at all." He's a big nerd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he's doing like promotion for the Netflix movie right now. Uh, oh, the Triple Frontier. Triple right? Frontier. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> no, this was a recent thing for me. I was like, he doesn't have that like Spanish accent. No. Nope. Like, oh yeah, my yeah. god. He set the tone for throwing so high. For yeah. Me, no one, no one can meet that. No one can meet it. It's... For me, it was, I believe, it was a Comic Con group interview uh, for Kingsman: and The Golden Circle. Yes. <laughs> And they went to him. At, we, like, it was his turn to answer the question. He started talking. I said, "What? No!" Yeah, right. I, 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 I think you. it was the same thing. I think I, I, I think you. I texted you. I'm like, "Oh my! Did you hear Oberyn talk in real life? This is no." Uh, Oberyn, yeah, probably my favorite character. Oh, I, I short love to you. that oh. character. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and so to time, I agree with you. Season yeah. four is the uh, best season. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna, yeah, I'm sorry. So I'm gonna jump right into it, Romeo. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> is your <laughs> moment also? <laughs> 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 I'm like, I'm like, season four, okay. We agree, disagree. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> okay, okay. Hot well, take over here. Wow. No, it's not really a hot take. No, 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 no. But yeah. No. Um. Uh, but no, no. It's not. It's not the battle. The battle's great. One of the, one of my two moments of season four is uh, the, uh your introduction to Oberyn is fantastic. Uh-huh. Go to the brothel. He's already been there for a couple days. You know, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. He's already been there for yeah, yeah. a few yes. days. Yes. You know, and Tyrion, Tyrion goes to talk to him and he said, "Hey, what, what are your intentions? Like, what's your plans here?" And and he's like, uh, "You know, I think you know why I'm here because my my sister was raped and murdered, and that's not cool, man. Like, he wants revenge for yeah. that. And uh, and I love it when um uh, when he wants Tyrion's attention. Tyrion's kind of looking down, and he puts his hand on Tyrion's chin and lifts his head up, you know, to get his attention so that he knows how serious that he is and what he's talking about." They could say what they want. He's still a powerful person who's mm-hmm. connected to a who's the mo- connected to the most mm-hmm. powerful person in in Westeros. Ty- Tywin. Tywin. Not, d- not, not, not Joffrey. Joffrey. Tywin. <laughs> Tywin. Yeah. And so and so it was just such a really really cool moment for me. Um. Uh. I think my favorite scene. Uh. Tyrion refuses to uh, confess when when he's had enough. You know. And mm-hmm. when, when. Oh yes. Yeah. That that speech he gives and I actually pulled it up here. You know. And he said, "I did not kill Joffrey, but I wish that I had." Watching your uh, vicious son die gave me more relief than a thousand lying women of the night. I guess. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So I wish I was the monster that you think I am. I wish I had enough poison for the whole pack of you. I would gladly give my life to watch you all swallow it. And he said, I will not give my life for Joffrey's murder. And I know I'll get no justice here. So I will let the gods decide my fate. I demand a trial by combat for him to do that, to show up his father in front of everyone in in there oh it was so good was and, good. and- he was so good, and I just love. And and no one stares better than Charles Dance, right? Anger, right? Is that Tywin? Yes, yeah. okay. that's Tywin. Yeah. It's okay, Tywin. Great. Yeah, no. Who uh, also has another one of my favorite moments? His his introduction, how he's how oh, he's oh. yes, dressing the deer, gutting like, the yeah, uh, he's the gutting the, the stag. My favorite episode. Gu- he's series, gutting yeah. the stag uh, with talking to um to Jamie. Jamie. That symbolism is so good. Oh, he's oh. gutting a stag. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, the yeah. houses have crests. Yes, and, and Baratheon is the Baratheon stag. Excellent. Excellent. Yep. 
And that's how you're introduced to him in the book as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but it, it was such a great scene and just basically saying, like, honor, really? You're going to talk about honor? No one's going to care about honor a thousand years from now. Like, <laughs> no, because he, he said, no one's going to, all I think that lives on is the family yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, all that lives on and is that's the family all he, name. And that's really all he ever cared about. Yeah, those three, uh, yeah, I'll say three, those three moments. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, those I'm are great you. moments. I'm with you. Um, just to yeah. piggyback on yours, um, as a writer, I always gravitate to, to great writings, and I always look at uh, like a whole episode, not a particular moment. But The Wolf and the Lion season one, it had so many great character moments. For one, it had, um, our, I guess, our first introduction of the dynamic between Lord Bayless Littlefinger and Varys the Spider. How they're how they're all how they're standing in front of the Iron Throne, and they're accusing each other of doing the same thing as going behind the other's back and talking to Ned Stark. What season was this? Season one. Season one. Okay. Very early. Okay. And them going kind of bickering and you kind of realize that not all great battles happen on the battlefield. It happens in the arena of politics and which sort of clues was clues Ned and to the fact that another thing Amson's episode is Robert's blind hate of the Targaryens and how he's willing to kill a pregnant girl. Oh yeah. And and you really, and it it all stems from the fact that that he never got married to love his life and it's it's also what drives Cersei to, to want to kill him. They have I think probably one of the most honest conversation these two ever had in the room Mm -hmm. and it's basically saying did you ever love me because Cersei admits because she did at the beginning she was willing to give this marriage a try and and Robert turns her says I can never get over the loss of Lyanna Stark she was stolen from me she was my intended that was my destiny uh-huh. and her, the brutal honesty between them is what pushed her to convince Lancel to let's do this let's, let's, let's kill oh, Robert oh, oh Lancel <laughs> poor Lancel and of course the joust which we see the mountain going after Loras which give us the promise of the Clogane Bowl that we know Forgot. Yeah, we'll click Clagane Bowl 20, 2019. Okay. It's going yeah, right, right. to have um, to happen. I, I'm with you 100% on Cersei's motivation mm-hmm. being that Robert never loved her and then she wanted to just go get what's hers. And I think there's a common thread between a lot of the female characters yeah. in the show about like wanting to get what's theirs. Mm-hmm. I can't say that authoritatively, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. ri- good writing is good writing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all, all, a lot of the, the leads like Sansa, Arya, Cersei, and Daenerys, uh, who we all four of, which yeah. we haven't really mentioned at yeah. all. Oh, yeah. But yeah. they have, they have have a similar arc i feel uh mm-hmm. anyway my boy big bobby b can't, can't do any wrong <laughs> big bobby b <laughs> Uh, Robert Baratheon, I know he's a, a one season uh, character, but like by far he is one of my top five favorite characters. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, he's great. <laughs> he's great. Yeah, uh, by yeah. gods we were men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then I um, and then of course season four we had the um, Rosnaline or Marjorie's second wedding to a, to a dead king. He's had three, like three three times it took her to become queen of Westeros. Yeah, much to Cersei's disgust. <laughs> Yeah. But and the audiences. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We all thought, you know, it's better than their incest, you saying. Was the actor over 18? Yeah, he was, so. right? Yeah, because I, I don't so. think you can have an under 18 actor to, in a situation um, like that. There, it was shot in, it's shot overseas and they're different because I think it'd be 16. So they took, they took, they took this one offshore. <laughs> International waters, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well they, none of it's filmed in America. It's always filmed no, in I know, America. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but for, the interesting part is not so much Joffrey's death. It's having all these characters in one place that we'll never see them again. 
I mean, you had all the Tyrells, you had all the Lannisters, you had Brienne of Tarth, um, you had the Martells. They're all interacting with each other, trading insults. And I thought... Those episodes are rare. No, yeah. This is the last time this ever happened on the show, because you don't... Except for The Dragon and the Wolf, which was the season uh, seven finale. Yeah, the zombies are real. Yeah. Yeah. But but, but this is like a time of sort of like jubilation. Well, it's it's a wedding. So is it supposed to be like... Weddings in Game of Thrones are not something I would say are time for jubilation. Right. But, well, this one's supposed to broker peace and kind of like forgiveness of all the horrible things they've done to each other. It's supposed to be like a quote-unquote new start. But I thought it was fun. Like, you had Jamie trading insults with Loris about being gay and incest about the other. It was great. Olena Tyrell basically trading insults with Cersei. Yeah, Mima. Mima. Or Nana Tyrell. We call her Mima. Nana Tyrell. There was um, the climb. Baelish out to, um, outmaneuvers um, Varys. Baelish is trying to get Sansa to um, run away with him and save her from the horrible thing, which would be her wedding to um, Tyrion. So Varys is trying to figure out what's Baelish's game and using Ross to say, you have to protect Sansa. And then Baelish gives a great metaphor about how great chaos is and the only thing there is. Chaos the ladder. Chaos is a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> and pretty much... Um, <laughs> And poor Ross is gets the, gets killed for it because Baelish did warn her back in season two that hey when when people aren't profitable I sell them to whoever wants them and poor Ross was killed. I've uh, but, had a bit of a crush on Ross too, so it was uh, <laughs> disappointing to see her go in that I think way. A lot of guys who started watching Game of Thrones did it because of Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Which if you have red hair, like you don't, it does not end well for you on this show. Well, All she, the redheads, of, except for Sansa, so far. As we, we, we don't know, the show's not over no, yet. Sansa. 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 Yeah. Sansa. <laughs> Um, but then again, Sansa. But, yeah. I've always loved but you. for me, um, another focal point is um, Tywin's sort of like brokering the the wedding packs between Marjorie and uh, I think Joffrey, and then um, Sansa t- maneuvering Sansa no longer marrying Loras, but marrying Cersei off, and well, then to, to Tyrion and Sansa. Sorry, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty much them trading insults that Loras should be happy. To be marrying someone of Cersei's, of Cersei's stature, and she's like, "Well, Cersei's old. I'm not going to get heirs." Yeah. So, so those bickering and the fact that they're trying to call each other's bluff. He's like, "We will make, we'll make Loras member of the King's Guard. He's sworn off no titles and no children, and there goes your future. You take Cersei or lose everything." Right. And I'm right. like, rarely do we see Olena Tyrell like meet her match. I want a show with just like Robert Baratheon and Tywin Lannister <laughs> and young Ned Stark. I honestly, no. I'd watch that show. No, 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 no. <laughs> my, my dream was um, Liana Mormont, like meeting up with um, Olena Tyrell, because those two have like harsh comebacks. Liana's just like Mima re- in, in, like, incarnated, incarnated, right? Yeah, right. She's just gonna grow up to be, um, uh, be Mima. So, so while you're talking about the wedding of, uh, um, uh-huh. <laughs> none of us at all have been talking about our like protagonists. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, how yeah. much do John and Danny just not factor into some of these? Like, I mean, Danny has hers with all the dragons, but yeah. like, you can kind of sure. like predict, like, oh, well, yeah, Daenerys is going to have a moment, yeah, exactly. and then exactly. John's going to have his hero thing, and it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, but but the show's never ever been about really a protagonist. It's about all the maneuverings of the secondary characters. Like, if you really think about it, like these figureheads are just props. The yeah. real the real action happens behind the scenes it's with all the, the minor characters. Yeah. <laughs> 
But, you know, the set pieces are really amazing. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I do like those heroic, uh, mm-hmm. those moments, the earlier ones, like the, like the wildlings invading Castle Black and, and mm-hmm. John, John fighting the Thin and, and all, and, you know, having that moment with Egret there and then Ollie yep. saving the day. When he becomes the Green Arrow, <laughs> yes. Saving the day. <laughs> saving the day. I, I love that. I love that head nod he gives after he does it. He's like, I got you, bro. Yeah, and John's <laughs> just like, what did you do? Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend. <laughs> she was my first. <laughs> she was my <laughs> Oh, man. Um, no, like, John, John and Daenerys follow it. Like, it's an interesting arc for them. Like, they're the classic hero's journey, but opposite in a way. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're both following it, but I think, you know, I actually think... So getting into predictions a little bit. Um, yeah, season eight predictions. Yeah. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. One of the ones that, like, given that we haven't talked a whole about John and yeah. Daenerys mm-hmm. and all that, I think they're following the classic like Joseph Campbell hero's journey, especially mm-hmm. John, where John's like had his like refusal of the call to, to like go to King's Landing. He yeah. wanted to go into this exile and do this thing. And you know, John wasn't very interesting <laughs> as a character for a few seasons there. Mm-hmm. Oh sure. Um, and then he dies, and it's like, oh wow, he's dead. And then he comes back to life. For some reason, everyone thought he'd be important enough uh, to come back to life. And and it turns out he is because some folks know his actual heritage and mm-hmm. he's the one who actually deserves to be the th- mm-hmm. he's not deserves but is the heir of the throne still so, a cliffhanger in the book is uh is him it, lying if he comes dead. back yeah if yeah. he comes back yeah, yeah. oh for real yeah, yeah. never got resolved okay yeah. so when he died in the show people actually th- even book readers probably thought he was dead well they they may have they had theories there's so many book theories that they were thinking oh he's he's bound to come back alive because everybody not everybody but big time theorists uh, pretty much resolve that he is the son of of Aegon Targaryen and and Leon Stark so uh, they thought he's gonna come back yeah uh, sorry Rhaegar Targaryen so he's gonna come back because there's a purpose for him Um, yeah and I think um, he's also there's two that he's also the princess promised they also said that he saved himself by walking to his own direwolf right so John's following if you know the classic Campbellian yeah, like, hero's yeah. journey where like there's the refusal of the call then mm-hmm. like the trial like by fire and then into the belly of the beast and then you have your magical like mm-hmm. flight it's Luke Skywalker right yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. you know desert planet you know ice wall having to die slash losing your hand finding out everything you thought about your dad wasn't true all this stuff classic for John and I think I, I think George Martin I have I've only read the first book I haven't read the other ones but like the way I take it is this guy is like really into that kind of stuff and he has two characters between John and Daenerys that are set up to have the hero's journey yeah. classically mm-hmm. and I, I just believe and maybe this is ignorant because I haven't read the other books but I believe that John I think Martin wouldn't have been able to help himself by having at least one of his characters follow like this classic hero journey in the story that is devoid of anything but a hero. I think you have the choice between Daenerys and Jon, and the way things have turned out in the show now, I think Jon will... I think John will be the hero. I think we're going to see him go all the way. And I think we're seeing a reverse hero arc with Daenerys. I think we're seeing a villain be created uh, with Daenerys. Uh, that's kind of my prediction, is that Daenerys is not going to be... It's going to be the heel turn? <laughs> uh, not not a heel turn in the sense that like she thinks she's doing something evil, and that okay. she's always kind of been like kind of a dictator. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. You know, d- the way that she handled like the tribes and all that, you know, mm-hmm. she took these oppressed people and used them in the same way that they were being used before just fall like giving them this false sense of freedom but what happens when they don't agree with her anymore mm-hmm. and she's still got these dragons you know she's she's shown to be so 
uh, hot-headed <laughs> and to be yeah. so rash with these decisions well, that are made. Well, let's well, think so about how we left off in season seven, how mm-hmm. she is having this moment with John. You see Tyrion looking off in the shadows or whatever because he, he, he's been seeing her slip and Varys, you know, Varys tells him, he's like, you need to find a way to control her. She mm-hmm. can't just go burning up people just because they don't want to agree with her, you know, and, and you're right. There, there is those cookie crumb things that we're seeing leading mm-hmm. us to a direction where she could be making that evil turn. Tyrion could betray her. I mean, that, that is in the realm of possibility because after his conversation with Cersei, after his conversation with Jamie, and mm-hmm. seeing what she did to the Tarleys in front of Jamie, or sorry, not Jamie, in front of, in front of Tyrion, him, you know, <laughs> this is not what he wanted to, wanted in that moment. She does what she wants. <laughs> okay, but, well, well, no, but here's the thing though. She's playing the role of a conqueror. She's great at conquering. The one thing we've always learned, we know about her is she has difficulty ruling. She's doing what any conqueror would do. You don't bend the knee? Okay, fine. It's not like any other, the previous Targaryen saying when they first conquered Westeros. So, agreed, agreed. I so, it's something that many other, like Robert Baratheon did the same thing. Bend the knee or we give your lands and leave you destitute. It's, Something that most leaders do is just afterwards. What do you do afterwards? Well, afterwards, there's this giant zombie army that's coming down that I, no one wants to talk about because... Well, like, yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. So I can see how her views, like how her actions can be viewed as villainous, but she's a conqueror. While she's one person's here, she's probably someone else's villain. Yeah, if, if you're on the side of the Lannisters, yeah, she's the villain, of course. But if you're rooting for I mean, you're Daenerys Targaryen... You're, you're not on the side of the Lannisters? No. <laughs> no. Uh, Only Tyrion. <laughs> I think I think she'll probably have this realization along the way. I don't think we're going to see full villain turn. I think she's going to realize what's going on. You know, the, the story is called like a song of ice and fire, yeah. and you've got this unstoppable force. Like for all for all purposes, the White Walkers represent like the force of nature and like you know the inevitability of like the heat death of the universe. Like mm-hmm. this crazy force you cannot control is going mm-hmm. to come stop you. And I think Daenerys will realize I also have like this crazy unstoppable force that's pretty rare that happens to be fire and they happen to be ice like let's just go like let's just brawl and I think you're going to get this like these two like elements of nature coming at each other mm-hmm. and that's going to be probably the way that story resolves mm-hmm. um, at least that'll be her purpose in this all her purpose isn't I think to even be the conqueror or to be the leader I think her purpose is to be the opposing force or 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 net net you know this is how things wash out and you can argue the same thing for um, Jon Snow I mean he was brought back for a reason Melissa Arnold keeps saying like the princess promised Laura the light will bring someone to bring this prince to come back and he'll lead an army to stop the army of the dead as we come to find out the title a song of fire and ice is actually the the joining of the two houses targaryen stark once the night king is dead what point is john i wish i strongly believe that the prince Prince only comes back for one mission one mission alone is to stop the night king and his army of the dead and after that's done that's it john dies oh i'm I'm on sense. the same wavelength just with Daenerys. I think Daenerys is going to fill that role. She's she could be die. Azora. Uh, hi. Yeah, That's absolutely. right, because in um, High Valerian, there's there there's no word for there's only one word for prince or princess. From what I get from this writing, is that the broad strokes are pretty actually sort of predictable. Mm-hmm. Like the broad, like I'm talking like macro, like take a thousand like level view here. Yeah. I I just can't see George Martin and the writers 
resisting some sort of twist with John. I think I think John has already had a lot of his story resolved, and I think yeah. everything has been about what would like mm-hmm. this leader look like. And it might not be John; it could be his his his, his kin or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think John's going to be the one who has to charge into battle. I think John's going to be the one who actually has to choose not to. Uh, that's oh, interesting because John yeah. John always puts himself in uh-huh. the front of things. I mean, he's been ever since he even came back to life. He's been trying to find ways to get himself killed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How su- and how successful has he been? He's had to have everyone else save him. Like yeah. the, uh, the battle of I don't know if I can say it. Like I don't know. The uh, dishonorable rules. disagreement uh, yeah. of the illegitimate children. The dishonorable like disagreement it. of the illegitimate children. <laughs> yes. Uh, or the snowball. Was John failed, man? Oh, one hundred percent. He yes. lost. The Sansa battle. saved him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Sansa and her 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 river the army of the veil. Vale, yeah. yeah. John. Every time John has tried to do something yeah. with a sword, mm-hmm. he has utterly failed. Like it's always been someone else bailing him out. Like he's had to watch his brothers die. Like in the in the in the uh, the caverns, the walls gone. Yeah. yeah, that was a massive. They got they got a dragon killed, and by they, extension, the wall fell. Yes. <laughs> and it was Brandon Stark who has been missing for years is the one who saves him. Yeah, you know, and and there's also the moment with uh, mm-hmm. you know fighting the wildlings, even though that wasn't him. That was already pre. Mm-hmm. That was already happening before. Before he even arrived at Castle Black, but um, it was Stannis who pretty much came in and saved the day. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and when he like tried this, to broker peace, there's like this. I forgot the details, but like there's some point where John's like all but dead, and then out of nowhere, Uncle Benjamin from season one yeah, exactly. comes yeah. out. Yeah, you exactly. get a literal Deus Ex Machina, that. and yeah. you're just like, oh, I guess Benjamin's a White Walker now, and he's not completely like <laughs> yeah. he's not completely taken <laughs> he over. He still fights for a living <laughs> as he sells Bran. So purgatory. That's one of those moments, like whatever. I'm too invested. I'm just gonna go with this. Right. Yeah. Like so. Anyway, my point is John. John's always won via leadership and failed via sword, and mm-hmm. I, I cannot see him being the one that saves the kingdom. Okay, no, but, that's that's, but, a, that's a fair prediction. But like Daenerys, in the same way, she he's always stubborn, doesn't listen to counsel of others, and he's going to go straight towards the front of the line. I he's think not that's his story arc, and <laughs> and I think it's going to cost him because I I really don't think he's going to make it to the Iron Throne. He will never see King's Landing uh, okay. again. Yeah, I don't think John's going to come back to King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't think he. I honestly, I think he's going to die at, at, at one fell. of these battles. Maybe the one at Winterfell. Five, five minutes um, into episode one, John. Yeah, it just yeah. I, it's, it's tough to it's <laughs> tough to say that because I believe that we're going to get that battle maybe in episode three yeah. around there. So yeah. that, that's my thought. So to kill off Jon Snow in episode three out of six would be so mind blowing. But this but, is a show that's been brave enough to do something like that. So it's interesting. But uh, yeah, I do think Jon's going to die. Uh, mm-hmm. Do I think Daenerys is going to die maybe giving birth? Yeah, that's, uh, that's, 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 that's I'm so not with you guys on this. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no because she's carrying a little uh, Stark Targaryen she baby. Might, well, she I, I might. Well, I think be I think Daenerys is toast. Huh? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. but. I don't think John's dead. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's yeah. Because I don't think fine. I don't think like my th- I made this theory known a lot uh, like on on the Friday Night Death Slot. I really believe that it's going to be their kid destined to be on the Iron Throne, and by default, Tyrion's gonna rule, be the steward until he comes of age. Oh, so that's Annie's prediction. She's not here, but she did do a, a, a phone a friend in here. She's like, I couldn't make it, but I want my prediction. My oh prediction yeah, to go be ahead. Annie thinks it's going to be Tyrion Sansa. She thinks there's a reason they got married in the narrative. No, if Tyrion and Sansa. Ty- yeah, Tyrion yeah. and Sansa. I, I okay. feel like yep. it, I feel like if Sansa if Sansa stays alive, she is going to stay in Winterfell. I think she knows that her place is Winterfell. She's last. She and Arya. If Arya survives too, and Bran. Well, Bran's kind of lost because he's this three-eyed raven. He'll never be a Stark. So and, you know it, they're kind of wishy-washy with that. You yeah. notice that because he's like, I'm no longer Bran Stark. Yet he's still. It, 
involved yeah. in meetings as if he's still Brennan Stark. Yeah, because no one believes it. Would you believe him? You're just like, you're yeah. my weird crippled Every brother. time you tell somebody, they're like, hey, man, I don't know what that means. Like, yeah, like, even Sam's, even in. Sam's reaction is yeah, like, Sam. okay. It's like, okay. That, okay, so Bran's the three-eyed cool. raven, and, and Arya has a lot of faces in her closet yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. uh, and John died. Yeah. And John, so John died that leaves Sansa as the only Stark surviving, and I think her duty will always be to the North and Winterfell. That's true. All the Stark children have died in some way. Yeah, so I feel like if Sansa yeah. makes it out, she's going to stay in the North. She's going to make sure that the North is protected. I, and she'll honor both her parents that way. It, I don't see her ever wanting to leave the North after all the horrible things that happened to her. I King's don't think Landing. we're going to get any happy endings, though. Like... No, 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 no. I know, like, and, Boy, yeah. and people say, oh, Cersei's going to die. She has to die. No, no. That's not what happened with deposed Oh, I have, a, I have a bet like, with a friend. Like, it, it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's a rarity that if you think about of all the kings and queens that got deposed it's a rarity that they actually get executed most of the time they're imprisoned in a castle because because the idea is if you're if you kill royalty that means that makes them vulnerable by default by the eyes of the public so what you do you lock them away you punish them that way mm-hmm. and the best um penance for cersei is take her to the place she hates the most Casterly Rock. So he hates that place and imprison her there. I really want Cersei dead but because I, it just fulfills so many things. There was a prophecy. The prophecy, she's supposed to see all of her children die. She did. And she did. I would. But it's like, you don't let someone like that live. Someone who's consistently betraying you. Uh-huh. Like, I'm, I'm also, I'm also thinking about how Braun could betray Jamie or even, or even Cersei. I didn't see Braun leave with Jamie. So I'm assuming he's still in King's Landing. What if Braun betrays Cersei? I mean, I think that would be a nice little twist. Bra- Braun betrays Cersei would... in, in like the second to last episode. And then the opening credits of, of the, the last episode are just like, you know how they have the map with all the houses sigils yeah it's just every house sigils just like the free swords or whatever (laughs) (laughs) i did it (laughs) i have many castles now (laughs) hey it's one way for a lancer to pay their debt yeah yeah and (laughs) maybe and euron euron could betray her as well and i mean is is cersei really that worth it you know what i mean i I, I have i have a prediction that i'm pretty sure is wrong okay i i did bet on it on this with a friend my bet is that cersei dies the first episode wow that'd be bold uh, i i i agree that we're gonna get a big death in the first episode just to kind of set the tone a big shakeup i don't know if it'll be a death i hope it's cersei um (laughs) (laughs) my reason my reason why i just want her to die so bad though isn't because like i hate her she's one of my favorite characters she's a good character yeah it's that the motivation for her to do everything uh was partly like she never got you know a choice she never yeah. got her way yeah. there is a lot of overlap between her storylines and sansa and mm-hmm. daenerys but cersei has this maddening motivation where she had a prophecy predicted about her yeah. where she wouldn't see she wouldn't see her children live to adulthood and that all came true and that she'd be killed by her brother or killed by her twin or her her, her equal yeah, I, yeah. I don't know exactly yeah, what was it, the exact wording it was um she will not marry the prince but she'll become a, a queen um she'll have the with golden crowns and golden shrouds and then um, and her oldest uh, and her younger sibling would murder her so that can be Jamie, who's a few born a few minutes after her or Tyrion Lannister so so also the okay great so the prediction's been made everything else has come true mm-hmm. there's already like some sense of mysticism in the show okay I think the writing's on the wall there last point is that if Cersei dies everything she did was completely futile yeah and I think that's the worst ending for her is that like 
everything she worked towards meant nothing at all, and she's just another player in the Game of Thrones. That was Stannis Baratheon. Yeah. We spent a lot of time with Stannis Baratheon. It was all Another one nothing. who was driven by a prophecy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was supposed to be the Zora High, but they were wrong about that. And mm-hmm. you guys, we just talked about what we want, uh, but let's talk about some of the things we don't want for season eight. I don't want the story to be sped up. Like, there was mm-hmm. those first three episodes in season seven were great. And then it was from there that they decided, oh, we're just, I wouldn't, teleport isn't the right word. It was just more like, there were, in one fast episode, forward. yeah, it was, fa- it was too fast forwarded. It's like, we got to get to point A and point B a lot faster. Yeah, was here. Like, what was the perfect example of that? Yeah, yeah. Like, and like, Davos was in three locations in one episode. No. But that, yeah, I don't want that. I, yeah. I kind of, I, I just want good storytelling. Mm-hmm. I don't want plot convenience. Um, I mm-hmm. think that's, that's just, yeah, frustrating like the Beyond the Wall episode in season 7 I think should have been more tighter mm-hmm. uh, should have made more sense I guess you could say yeah. it, it just felt like there was Robert's illegitimate Gendry? child yeah Gendry, Gendry oh yeah, run, Gendry. run back to the wall and, and send a raven oh, yeah. to Daenerys and I'm just like so how much time because he yeah. had to run full speed back yeah. in the snow mind you in the blizzard well, did, didn't you know while he was away <laughs> guys, he studied the speed force and yeah, he became the that flash. guy is like fit I don't know man he's fit well yeah but like so that's gonna take that run alone is gonna take a, probably an hour or more no I mean, more yeah they, they send the tra- raven this raven's got to go all the way to dragonstone give the message to daenerys daenerys has to decide like that that she needs to fly all the way beyond the wall uh-huh. and locate them and then save them at the perfect moment at the very last <laughs> moment and then she I does don't, yeah and she does <laughs> yeah and she does yeah um i didn't in, like that at yeah, all and i was like season, don't uh, give me that writing so i joked um in my recaps like in season six she added you title it is Deus Ex Machina yeah. because he comes in and saves Marine at the yeah. right moment with her Death Rock Death oh, Rocky yeah. Horde. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. But I think we'll and see. And it was a stupid plan. Why didn't they just take the dragon? Well, it's because John was in charge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. John. I'm telling you guys, well, John is not well, a good no, tactician. Because, well, no, but, yeah. you know, to be fair though, Daenerys <laughs> says she can't she can believe John unless she brings some proof. Which of course is like, why would you go yourself? Yeah. That's like the most maddening thing. Hey, you got dragons, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Can we just fly in there, pick up a zombie? And yeah. like get out of here with his little claw, just like pick him up and yeah, just there fly you off. Go. Um, yeah, but I think we'll see less of that now because I feel like the way that they're talking about it and interviewing stuff that it is going to be um tighter. I think we're going to get two big battles. It's the Night King that finale, mm-hmm. and whoever survives marching towards King's Landing. Yeah, I, I hope so. I so, hope that's and that's for it. that to happen, Daenerys has to live because Jon Snow's not going to want to care. He's going to stay in Winterfell. I'm not sure we're going to get a battle of King's Landing. I think we'll definitely get a battle of Winterfell because they've told us that yeah. we will. Um, mm-hmm. The perfect scenario for me would be like we get the major battle out of the way in the first two or three episodes. And then like the last half of the season has a lot of room to breathe and like mm-hmm. just figure out like what are these characters all about? Like yeah. what's going on? Because that's what made the show so good anyway. I'd almost rather it be a slow burn. And like mm-hmm. that's the way a lot of final seasons end up anyway. I don't know if there's been any show, not even Breaking Bad, that has been better with the callbacks uh-huh. than Game of Thrones. Things mm-hmm. that happened three seasons ago, four seasons ago, and... Oh, and, and season one. We were getting comics for only season yeah, one. And yeah, and so it's, it's one of the few shows where it's like every conversation matters. I never liked it when fans said, oh, that episode was boring. Nothing happened. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, did mm-hmm. you not listen to every discussion that was happening? Some of that stuff they talked about, you might be going back three years from now going like, oh my God. That, so that's why they had that conversation because of this. Yeah. And it's just... Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and so that that is exactly what I'm what I'm 
also hoping for. Uh, what, what is something you don't want, though? You you, you, oh, you pictured up your say, perfect I ending. What I do want. Yeah, um, yeah, you pictured up your perfect yeah, ending, yeah. but what was something that, that would make you say, oh, I don't really like that direction. Oh, I got one. So this is kind of a, a twofer, because one of Annie's predictions is also that Varys is going to actually be a god. He's, I, a, he's a merman. Yes, right. He's a merman. <laughs> say, right. He's a mermaid. I, um, I could see it going that way, but it feels a little too perfect for me. Sure. I, I, I would I, I would not want to see that happen. Um, it's not it's not just an Annie prediction. I've seen this around a lot on the internet, actually, is that Varys might be one of the old gods or connected to it. And we've definitely seen connections to the old gods because of Bran's storyline. Uh-huh. So I'm not saying they don't exist in this universe. I like the idea of just someone could see beyond, like, the Game of Thrones that was uh-huh. happening. And Varys is just a, a, a very, like, observant person. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. It would be really disappointing <laughs> if he had some omnipotent power. Yeah, and uh, I kind of agree with you, because even if you look at, that would be ignoring a lot of the backstory of the character. I mean, he's one of the characters that's been abused by religion. I mean, he was sold off as a little boy. He is so uncomfortable around a red priestess. Yeah. Because they keep looking at him and be like, so, you're going to die here on at Westeros. <laughs> He's just <laughs> like, uh, can you not talk about my death? That makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> or they'll like talk, or like the one that was um, over in, in Essos in Marine mm-hmm. that was there to help kind of bring the peace in Marine. Mm-hmm. And she, I don't remember the exact quote, but she said something to him. Mm-hmm. She knew things about his past yes. that we only knew that he talked talk to Tyrion yes. about. And that gave him the chills, you know, and and so he's, yeah, you're right. He's so uncomfortable around religion, especially yeah. around uh, the uh, Lord of the Light. Continue your thought. Um, yeah. No, I, it, it would just, I, I would like to see someone normal in this scenario. I like Varys mm-hmm. as a, he is now kind of the audience surrogate Tyrion used to be, but Varys is kind of becoming that. So I, I, I talked about him be a, being a eunuch because he's actually not affected one way or the other by anyone's mm-hmm. charms. And a lot of the characters, both men and women on the show, will use a lot of their charms and their influence on people <laughs> to to have their way Daenerys John Cersei everybody uh, Marjorie right like everyone had that like, sex appeal going on uh-huh. and Varys was just so unaffected by all of it that mm-hmm. I, I would love to see him just be a true neutral in the show and it would, if he's anything more I'd be pretty disappointed uh, Romeo what is something that uh, you don't want to see the show do something you would expect the show to do that would disappoint you I guess you could say because so, Chris, Chris kind of along the lines touched on, that so um, is there something that you think the show you're on surviving and, and conquering Master Westeros. Okay. I, can, I can easily see that. I can easily see him continue to. <laughs> I, never, I never even thought that was a possibility. I, yeah. no, no, just, no, 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 because I'm he has so upset he, he, ha, he has the the Iron Fleet, but I can see Euron taking what's left of. I'm sorry, the Throcky will not survive a winter. So, I'll, so I'm afraid, like while she's gone, they'll take over um, Dragonstone and leave her with nothing by the time the Great War is over. But I can see that happening because we've seen her have such devastating losses. And unfortunately, people with no pulling good intentions don't win the game, the game of Thrones. So you think Euron's going to use this as an opportunity or not, not think this, but you're afraid of this. Yeah, that Euron gonna happen. would yeah, use the opportunity to uh, make a power move and, yeah, and leave himself I, better off. Yeah, You know, honestly, I wouldn't be that mad about it. Yeah, right? Because, uh, and, I, I'm, I'm, and, I'm one of the few who actually likes Euron. Yeah, yes, he's a, but, he's a just ridiculous yeah, and, character. And, and, and I'll also strengthen Cersei's 
ability because all she'll have left by the time that war is over is the North. And mm. Oh, the, the, I'd love that. No, what if it worked out only because Euron married Cersei and then that's the only way he could control the kingdoms? Well, uh, and nice. Cersei just ends up in some like loveless marriage. <laughs> oh, that's so worse than death for her. Yeah. That's so much worse. She'll have them kill before yeah. that. They'll, they'll try to kill each other. How good would that be? How good would that be? What I um, also, um, Arya dead, it's going to happen. I, I feel like they'll probably do it. Like one of the Stark daughters are going to die. Arya's going to Frodo this. She's going to be like, yo, I did my thing. Like, everything's done. I'm going out. Like, I'm going to go see what else is out there. No, 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 I, no, no. I, I, for I me with Arya. Of, I can see one of the Stark girls, like, not surviving this. I, I expect one of them not. I want them both to survive, but I knew logistically it's not going to happen. Well, I think big losses in war. And Well, Arya, for me, like, she's never wielded a sword bigger than... Needle. Yeah. Needle. And so for me, it's like she's useless in a battle. Uh-huh. She's so small. She's not as fast as she thinks. You know, I mean, the reason why she gets the edge on people is because people underestimate her. Uh-huh. If Brienne of Tarth knew what she was capable of, Brienne of Tarth would destroy right. Arya the same way she beat up the Hound and got dirty. She got so dirty against the Hound, <laughs> which is one of my favorite battles on the right. show. One on one battles, mm-hmm. that is. And so I, I just I don't see how she would have success against the army of the dead. God, we're going to see the hound die, aren't we? Probably. Probably. Oh, well, no. I don't know. Dude, see, he, that's the thing. You want became Cl- one of my you favorite You want Clegane Bowl. You want Clegane Bowl. Is that one of the things we don't get? Because there's yeah. been plenty of things we don't yeah. get. Yeah. Could that, that be one of the things? Oh, like no like, like no Stoneheart? Like, 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 yeah. yeah, no Stoneheart. Yeah, like, um, Rob, you know, Rob Stark not having kid, not traveling to, to Valancis to meet her family, that yeah. type of thing, you know? And, and, uh, Ned not talking to John about his, yeah. his mother. Yeah. <laughs> there's been a lot of things that yeah. we didn't yet so and they they may like walking dead us on this because we saw a lot of change what and... john flies away in a helicopter at the end? <laughs> yes that'd be hilarious yes. he's lying dead he's like dying on the shore or something and there's and i've got an alpha i finally got an alpha um um the man in black shows up from westworld and yeah. it's like <laughs> i found the edge of the park <laughs> stop all motor functions they ruin another oh, one could you imagine boy. could you imagine if like the last five minutes you just hear stop all motor functions i'd be like no <laughs> no. no and they're like we need a new storyline no. the dream of spring the other one me and my co-workers came up with is what if this is all a dream of a comatose brand who's still healing from season one but realistically like i don't see how all four Starks make it out at the end of this. I feel like Bran can like magic his way out of it. Oh yeah, yeah. He, but, he needed a bunch of ravens to lift them, yeah, lift them up, right? And <laughs> fly but, up. But I feel like we, I know John's yeah, not gonna make it, and I expect that. <laughs> yeah, like, sorry. Yeah, I know John's not gonna make it. I expect that. I'm okay with it. It's just either Sansa or Arya are not gonna make it out. Do you, and you, you want realistic. to see them too, though? I want them to. Of course okay. I do. I think. Arya Sog has names on that list, and two of them are impossible. I don't know how she'll get to Cersei. What are the impossible? Oh, uh, Cersei and the Mountain are last two names on her list. What if the Hound is on oh, her list if, as well? well but she, she took oh, him off. No, yeah, no, she took Bull. We're gonna see. We're gonna see the Hound on the ground. We're gonna see the Mountain on top of him. Yeah. Just like Oberyn, just like our boy. Mm-hmm. Then out of nowhere, Arya is gonna get the Mountain. It's gonna be great. That'd be cool. Oh, no, no, or, oh, or, I'd be on board or, with that. Or she's wearing. Or she's wearing the Hound's face. Oh my Could god! Be that as well. Or, or another, or another thought I, I came with, like, what if Clegane Bowl happens and we're led to believe that the Mountain won and the Mountain approaches Cersei, Mountain kills Cersei, and it starts Arya the whole time. Arya was the Mountain. Well, she steals his Becomes face. the Mountain. Are you at calling some your point. shot? 
Yeah. Or Yukon. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's, okay, so we the, get Kogainbol, and Kogainbol leads to, to Cersei's assassination. Yes. Oh, that'd be something. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be okay with that. Another know. theory was that somehow John makes it to King's Landing, and someone, the executioner, is about to kill John, but instead turns a sword against Cersei, and Arya inter- is the, mm. the executioner with the face. See, that's too Mission Impossible. That's, exactly. that's the problem with all that stuff, yeah. man. But I think... <laughs> Arya is Tom Cruise. Yeah, exactly. Tom Cruise. <laughs> then, then, then Arya takes her mask off as Tom Cruise. What? what? Scientology, bro. It's all Scientology. And a whole new religion introduced in <laughs> Westeros. Right, Scientology. Then Fred comes over and says, hey, it was Arya the whole time. Jinkies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and oh, David, boy. do you have one that you don't want to have happen? I do, yeah, I don't. I just don't want Arya to look like she can hold her own when in a situation where she definitely wouldn't. It's not logical for me. Like, it's not show logic. It wouldn't make sense I, to me for her to hold her own against walkers. Yeah, that, that's just from my perspective. I think but. they'll use her as a scout because mm-hmm. she's quiet and she can use her training that way. But then I can also see her going on her own and trying to prove to John that she can actually be a skilled warrior. Not to say that she isn't, but Needle's not going to do anything against a White Walk. Also, I don't want Brianna Tarth to, to to die without at least one love. You know, like wh- whether whether it's Tormund <laughs> one, Giants Bay, one, one love, please, or or Jamie Lannister. It's like for me, she's got to have one or the see, other, that, or both. I mean, whatever, see, <laughs> whatever, see, whatever you're into. See, yeah, whatever you're into. Like, like, <laughs> they might die the next day in battle so why not let's try something you know a trouble yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah. Tyrion and Shay. it's all it's, it's the same yeah. thing i mean Tormund's insinuated he's been with bears so it's like <laughs> i you know i would i will love it if bring like after this if she survives her and jamie lannister just go back to tarth oh oh like, you think that would happen no I, that's, that's no, my dream that's no, my fan no. fiction don't know i don't think no. that would happen no i think well jamie ja- jamie it, Jim is going to go into exile. At some, I think he'll. Survive. I agree. I think he'll exile. go into exile. Oh yeah. So this is what this is. Sorry, um, I got really jump excited. Jump into this. This is um, interesting. I don't want this to happen for the, some of the major characters, but I think it will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is, we just get some that don't get resolved. Mm-hmm. And like, if we just never heard from Jamie again, if he was like, I'm going to go do this thing, and then the rest of the series we just don't see him again, I could absolutely see them doing something like mm-hmm. that and just driving people nuts. And mm-hmm. even though, like, for a character like Jamie, I just don't want to, I want to know what happens to that kind of guy. But yeah. I, I could see someone okay. like Jamie no, just, no, I, I they're gone, like you never saw them again. I think it'll be a situation where once they deal with the Night King, they're going to go march to, um, um, King's Landing, and he has to make a choice. Is he going to go fight for his sister lover, queen, uh, or <laughs> fight against her, or just say, I'm done? And I, I think he's at the point where he's done fighting. We saw this in he's season seven. He's not a great seven. fighter anyways at this point. Yeah, so. and I, I, I can see him just going into exile. Sure. And um, going to Volantis. There's only so much fight this guy has. And he and only it, has to last six more episodes. But, but, <laughs> but, but you think about, like, from this point to see the Battle of Winterfell and the big massive, if he survives, mm-hmm. I don't think he has any more fight in him. Right. And, and it'll be an interesting turn because I think there are some soldiers that are just like, I can't anymore. And just like, I'm out and just disappear. John's like, I'm out. <laughs> and, then, well, and, I, and if he survives, I can also see him too, just staying in Winterfell. Like Daenerys, like, you're, you're great and all. We had a great time. But yeah, we're just here. so grossed out that he hooked up with his. 
aunt that he just wants to just leave. Sam Tarley's like, John, I have to tell you something. (laughs) And John just vomits. Yeah, yeah. Well, we do set, there is this scene where Daenerys is. I'm not cleaning that up, John. Like, we do see this scene where they're kind of at odds with each other in front of the fireplace in Winterfell, so something happened. When it's learned that he, he is going to be, he's technically the rightful heir to the throne. He has more, he has more right to it than, uh, than Daenerys, Daenerys does. That will odds. cause conflict. And that's also going to cause conflict for Tyrion. Because it's like, I know John. He's honest. He's a good man. Mm-hmm. He listens. This Daenerys girl, she's, like you said earlier, she, uh, she's a hothead. And I could totally see, uh, Tyrion changing teams and helping John out in a situation like this. But I, uh, but that, yeah. see, it's, it's tough that's because that's what I don't want to happen. Yeah, I, yeah, I get that. It's tough because they're still like John and Daenerys are still in like their honeymoon phase. Yeah, right? they hooked up. They're 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 pumped. They're they're gonna have moments of disagreement. Yeah, and I I do wonder what kind of conflict that's going to cause. Yeah. if if there's even any time for that. Honestly, and I yeah. don't. You know, in all honesty, like I can see John if he survives fighting for Daenerys and get getting her the Iron Throne, but I don't. He's reluctant to be the king in the north. I can't imagine him being the king of the Seven Kingdoms. I don't think that's a role that interests him, which I guess will make him a better Well, it didn't interest Robert them. either. It was more like, you have to do this. I mean, it's basically what it boiled and down Robert to. And Robert was a great king. He was a great king. <laughs> People loved Robert. Even <laughs> though he bankrupt the kingdom and they had to keep borrowing from the the, uh, mean, the bank. Technically, of- Baelish was stealing Robert from Robert to like feed his own coffers. So, like, yeah. yeah. So there but, is that. but still, there was a, it wasn't until Cersei got Tyrell money. <laughs> <laughs> she paid off the Iron Bay. So, but... Oh, boy. But, yeah, I, that, that's my biggest fear is, is that John will kind of usurp her her destiny and her quest. Mm-hmm. Everything she's... But then again, okay. that's what happens in history <laughs> all the time. A better ruler always comes, and that's why we have the War of the Roses. Yeah. All right, so we're going to move into our uh, final thoughts here. So going into next week, we did, we still don't have a title for the episode, Whew. which is incredible that they've been able to mm-hmm. keep that under wraps for this long. Let's see, the name of the episode, or sorry, not the name, the the director is uh, David Nutter, who's uh, directed episodes of, of Game of Thrones before, mm-hmm. uh, uh, written by Dave Hall, who's written three episodes for the show. So Nutter is actually going to be directing the first two episodes, which is pretty typical of Game of mm-hmm. Thrones. Usually have the first couple episodes usually the same director uh-huh. and yeah it's going to premiere next week it's not going to be over an hour long they this has been hour. reported about an hour minutes. about typical episode length uh-huh. uh so we will be back next week to discuss that uh-huh. episode at eight o'clock uh i'll be here romeo will be here chris will you be here do you know uh i should be uh i have to figure out if we actually get the east coast feed We'll figure it out. What about Annie? You think Annie will be will be able to jump in? I'm sure she'll text me with the answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the plan. Annie wanted to be here today. Uh, she had some stuff to do before uh, before work tomorrow. But uh, no, this is exciting. This mm-hmm. is going to be really good. I thought today's uh, discussion was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, eight o'clock to about nine thirty, ten o'clock. Uh, since Annie might be here, since it'll be four of us, it'll likely go towards ten o'clock. You know, yeah. with four people sharing their thoughts, or maybe it won't go that long. Who knows? We'll see. All right, so uh, where can people find you guys if you want anyone to follow you on the social media? Do you have a Twitter or Instagram? Uh, I do, yeah. yeah. I've got uh, at Nada Hipster, N-A-D-A Hipster. Are you still using still at Nada Hipster? Yes, <laughs> yes. Still using that. So Twitter and Instagram. Uh, just Twitter, actually, now. Yeah. Just, just Twitter? Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram at David Rocha Radio, whereas it's, honestly, it's not that interesting, guys. My Instagram is just pictures of my dogs and ca- my dog and cats. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that interesting. But. You can follow us on 
Friday night. Dessa, we also have other discussions every also on here every Friday night from 8 to 11. Well, since Romeo did a plug, which is fair because it is our show, Chris, yeah, we, do you have anything to plug? I have a, I have a podcast. Yeah, talk yeah, about your podcast okay. real quick. Uh, so I play uh, Magic the Gathering. Uh, 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 no for real though i've been playing pretty competitively and uh me and my bud we have a podcast called forcing spike so if you want to check that out look on any podcast uh network and you can find forcing spike to learn about two guys who are pros at anything but magic (laughs) all right sounds good sounds good okay watchers of the throne thanks for tuning in and uh that does it see you guys next week